Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the One Step Better podcast. I'm your host, Mike Schaefer, and with me today, of course, is uh, Matt Patrick. And uh, today, we're going to talk about some fun things uh, to get started and then jump into a topic that has been on our minds lately because it's uh, something that has affected us and something that we've honestly been having some conversations about internally uh, regarding remote employees and what that looks like in the future. And I would assume that there's a lot of business owners out there that are having some of these same conversations. So we want to give our opinion and, and get some feedback from you guys. And so thanks for joining me, Matt. Yep. Um, here's where we're going to get started. Yesterday was one of the most important days of the year by about 50% of our population in the country, which is Spouses Day. Spouses Day. Hallmark holiday, I guess. I get <laughs> No? Hallmark's going to hopefully yeah. do some business yesterday. So my question for you. The pre-Valentine's Valentine's Day? You were, you know what, that's a good way to, that's a good way to think about it. We have Valentine's Day. Why do we need a Spouses Day? Isn't it the same thing? Because not everybody could be, your, your Valentine could be not your spouse. They get you in trouble true. when that's true, but. So I guess all the spouses out there decided, you know what, Valentine's Day is too commercial. Yeah, I need my so own day. So I'm going to want my own day. Yeah, I agree. Th that way the girlfriends and the boyfriends get excluded. That's right. That's smart. That's smart. So anyway, you're married. You have a spouse. Yes. Um, you've had one for, for a couple of days now. A couple of years. Um, and so how in the world, <laughs> how in the world does Mandy stay married to you? No, that's not the question. Um, how long is the podcast today? <laughs> uh. My question is, how does your spouse help support you best? Um, I'm only responsible for five things and she's responsible for, for all the other things. My five things are very simple. I have to kill the spiders. I have to change a light bulb, but only if she bring me the chair and the light bulb. I handle all technology. I am the IT guy. I write all the checks and I don't even know what the fifth thing is. So, so it's so, not really well, no, that she like, supports you so much. No, she, I don't do anything. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. She take care. She takes care of everything. If it doesn't show up on my calendar, it doesn't exist. I don't have to worry about keeping up with kids. I don't have to worry about making sure kids get to here or there or making sure that there's groceries in the pantry. I don't have to do laundry. I, don't, I mean, she honestly can like just 100% supports whatever I need to do outside of the household, and she takes care of everything else, and she enjoys that part. Yeah. Um, no, on, uh, you know, not, not trying to make too much light of it. She does. She just runs, she runs our household like a well-oiled machine. And my job is just to not mess it up. <laughs> the way that she supports you is by keeping you out of the house so you don't screw up her operation. Correct. That's Very nice. much so. That's yeah. Nice. No, I mean, uh, from a work standpoint, um, we work together. Uh, she's been here now right at 10 years. Uh, it was one of the first concerns I had. And when we decided to hire her, I called other people that we were clients at the time that had husbands and wives working. I want to find out how they did it. Because I know that I, you know, I admired a number of our clients whose husbands and wives worked together. I saw that they worked well together or I could see where there's some conflict. Um, in our world, Mandy takes care of a lot of our back office stuff to keep the office running just like she does our house. Um, she runs our administrative team. She runs our office. She runs, manages our building. Um, but also, I mean, at night, I mean, we're both on the computer working most nights, and she is there right with me. And it's a, it's a great team, and she is a um, – couldn't ask for a better spouse. I don't want to get too far down this path because that's not ultimately what we're talking about today. But um, you, you do – y'all work together. How do you keep – a? I don't know if balance is the right word. Do you guys separate work and Shaking personal? my head really loudly. Yeah. No, I don't. Um, Work is never off for either one of us. 
Um, and our lives are never off for either one of us. And we're both okay with that. I mean, when we go on vacation, we expect to work. When we go, um, we're going to the beach here in a couple of weeks again, probably. We'll bring our computers and we will probably work most days. But we can be gone for three, four, five, six weeks at a time if our kids don't, you know, have the responsibilities and stuff to do. Because it's a blended work and life balance. Yeah. It's weird. We, we're a very unique couple that way. Um, that's not normal for somebody else. If it was a job for somebody else, um, I couldn't see that working. When we worked, when she didn't work here, it didn't work that way. Yeah. And it didn't work that way when I had a, a traditional job, which she did. We had work had to stop and life had to begin. Um, but our lives just got so blended, it was just no easy way. Now it also lost 100% flexibility though. So if we want to go, like we we've been to Europe, I don't know, uh, four times in the last five or six years. All those trips were three weeks long. We were able to do it. We worked at night. It was great. We didn't miss anything at work. Nothing got messed up. It was a great trip. But I couldn't have done that if we weren't had the blended the yeah. ability to do both. How many times has she wanted to fire you or tried to fire you? Uh, never. How many times she? How many times she quit? <laughs> That's the question. I'm out of here. Uh, My boss is stupid. I'm getting out of here. Uh, I've heard a lot worse than stupid. Um, but no, she. Um, I, honestly, she gets her feelings hurt when I act like an an a hole. And which is she, which she rightly, rightfully calls me out on. Right. And I, the problem is sometimes I, we, I lose my temper. I don't have the patience I need to have with her as an employee versus as my wife. Because it's, it's a different relationship. It is. And yeah. so we've done better with that the last couple of years. But I mean, it's just one of those things, depending on situation, stress, all things going on. Yeah. That's How about you? Uh, How does your wife support you? And in every way possible. Yeah. She's amazing. That takes a lot of support. Uh, Similar, you know, my wife, um, she's a, she's a stay at home mom, and so uh, with a bunch of young kids running around, you have a bunch of young kids. That's a you know about three different full time jobs going on, and she handles it extremely well uh, in keeping things organized and keeping us on track and knowing where we need to be. And and I try to get involved in that as much as I can. The reality is, as soon as I do, I start to screw things up because she does have like she's she, there's a system in place that she's you know, cranking and, and, um, that's, that's the way that it works. And, and I don't want to mess that stay up. Stay the heck out, give her yeah. the ball and stay the heck out the way. Right. Yeah. Like a Michael Jordan offense. Yeah. And so I, you know, we, we do our best to, if, if, if I have to work late or if I have a lot going on and, uh, you know, we, she'll try to come and we'll do lunch together that day or something like that, just to try to stay connected. And, and, uh, it, that's a bit of a, a break from work for me yep. to be able to do that. And that's helpful. That's super supportive. Um, Based on what you know, kind of how yep. I, we I operate do that. what I need, and then at the same time when I get home, it's normally we try to cook together and and uh, each night uh, to to try to spend that time together, and that tries to I try to help support her in that way, and so it's just a, a really nice balance of understanding that ultimately um, I have responsibilities at work, and she you know outside of the home she has responsibilities outside of the home, and we got to make sure everything gets taken care of between the two of us, and uh, I think we're on the same page with how that works. Yeah, I agree, and and it is. Um... You know, you do a wonderful job. I think you do a wonderful job of separating work and, and home. You know, I know that I know when it is time to reach you, I can get you. But I also know that if it's not an urgent, I'm, I'm trying to disturb you because I know you do value that time and you don't let it blend too much. I try to. Yeah. And you do a lot better job than I do. I, do. I don't even try anymore, so I don't even know what it looks like. But um, I think you do a good job with that. I don't try anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't, we can I don't, talk about I don't, that you know, I don't really want to. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, I, are, I, love, I love it the way it works. Yeah. yeah. I like the flexibility. 
Well, so everybody that's out there, if you do have a spouse, just know that you're one day late on your Happy Spouses Day uh, Hallmark card. So uh, run to Kroger or Hallmark or Walgreens or wherever cards are sold. Um, I shouldn't say those names. They should sponsor us. Yeah. Um, we're not sponsored, we're by, not those sponsored by those so folks. So if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> so, if you own a really large um, card gonna, manufacturer. We're going to shout or, out every holiday. Yep. And so please, please yep. come. Please sponsor us. Um, but no, uh, go, go give something nice or do something nice for your spouse because uh, if you guys are anything like us and you have spouses that are anything like ours, um, that encouragement really goes a long way. So it's easy. Happy Spouses Day, everybody. Amen. It's easy to forget how appreciative you should be. Yeah. It's the easiest way to put it. My gratitude, mind. you know, Spouses Day, Valentine's Day, birthdays, Christmas, all those things. Gratitude is never out of season, and there's always a chance to, to show appreciation. We are in year 24, Mike. Done it 24 years in a row. It's Not amazing. Spouses Day, 24 anniversaries, but yeah, um, yeah it's amazing. I'm, yeah. I can't believe I'm that old. She's still young. Can't believe she's. Still I know, 24 years, man. <laughs> Just remember, a life sentence if you kill somebody is 20 years. So. <laughs> She could have been off by now. Oh man! Oh man! All right, let's that's move my dad. this. That's let's my dad. This along. That's my dad's favorite joke. <laughs> hey, I've already sense. done two life senses. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my dad's funny. favorite joke. Um, One so of. what we're actually really going to talk about today is uh, something a little lighter than life sentences for murder, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Yeah, um, maybe. And that is uh, remote employees and similar. And some of the things that <laughs> that come uh, with dealing with remote employees, and here here's how this has kind of really come out for us. Uh, we have traditionally not try to, not, not made a concerted effort to try to hire remote employees. It's not that we've been opposed to it or that it's not been something that we were aware of. It's just that we've always preferred people ha- being here in the office. We have over time had some employees that uh, for whatever reason, you know, spouse got a, a job somewhere or um, they just need, wanted to move and we've you know, kept them on as a remote employee and they've done a fantastic job in our environment of being able to do that. But Going out and actually targeting remote employees has not been something that we've traditionally done, except for beginning about last year, beginning of, of 20, um, before pre-COVID, we pushed, pushed out a couple of job ads that were open to having a remote worker. Yep. And um, there was a lot of, at least on my end, some, some anxiety around, is this really the direction that we want to go? Yep. Um, is this really going to be something that's successful? And in that time frame, over the past uh, year or so, we've hired one, two, three, <laughs> four, four. Yeah, so <laughs> four quite a few remote employees, four remote employees. that are all yeah. outside of our headquarters here in Memphis, um, outside of our our presence in Little Rock. Um, we have people in Nevada. We have people in uh, Virginia, Virginia, Florida, Florida, Texas. Yep. Um, I believe that's that's all the Actually, states. I think we've hired five remote Carolina, employees. But, um, Stephen, yeah, Courtney, he's still Amber, in Texas. Danielle, yep, and then Kim and Jen are are yep. remote. Mm-hmm. So, all that to say, it's been a a learning curve over the past year of bringing those folks on, and there's been some things that have actually worked out really, really, really well. Yep, and there's been some things that um, we definitely have missed out on from having them here in the office. Yep. But ultimately, I think we both agree that the net effect of all this has been really positive. So, Super positive, I think. Yeah. Um, we're getting what I think is people that can jump into our atmosphere really quickly. Um, we've done a good job of hiring people who've worked remotely before. So they're not getting into this, I've never worked from home before. Now I am. This is kind of weird. Um, 
but it allowed us to hire people that are more of a direct fit for what we currently do that we that our development maybe doesn't take as long yeah what I, what I would think but also we're just getting super talented people and it allows us to not limit ourselves to our own geogra- geography i think that's been the, one of the bigger ones that has been a success the, with the ability to go remote opens up our our fishing pond from here in this geographical location to we got the whole ocean now. Yep. And so and now I can specifically target the fish that I want to. I can't. I can't catch a blue marlin in Memphis very often. Yeah. You know, it's going to be tough. If I want a blue marlin, I got to go where blue marlin go are. Deep water. Yeah. 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 And that allows us to get to the right people. Absolutely. And I, you know, we have been super impressed with all people we've hired remotely, which has made it awesome. The hard challenges though have other challenges that are tied to it, which are we'll talk about here coming up. But that's you know. How culture, team, training, do you have the systems in place for review and quality control, all those things that kind of go into that Yeah. with hiring people. And remotely. now post-COVID, I would say post is probably not the uh, right word, now in the middle of COVID or to in, COVID. <laughs> hopefully at the end of COVID, who knows, in the uh, current environment, yeah. what we're seeing on the payroll end is, uh, you know, we represent hundreds of companies and we're seeing an uptick in a lot of employers going out and hiring people that are working from home remotely in completely different states, cities, yep. like not, not in their geographical footprint. Um, and when I say an uptick, I'm, I mean a significant number of people are, are going this route. So That causes a problem on the payroll. Why, Mike? Yeah, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about it. I, got it written, <laughs> I wrote it down right here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there is, uh, with that, I would imagine there's a lot of people out there that are going to have some questions, have some concerns that probably even have the same preconceived ideas of, I'm not really sure that I want to get into this. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about those today. And so where I want to start with, um, you know, in our world, it was relatively easy just from a um, processes and and system standpoint to go remote. Not everybody has that same, uh, that same luxury. So let's start by talking with how do we know if having remote workers is the right um, the, the right thing to, to, to look at for our companies. So, Matt, um, yep. what do you think are some of the, the baseline requirements, the non-negotiables for a company to set in place if they're thinking about or looking at going to having remote employees? You better have a technology-focused organization that is um, what I mind. The mindset of everybody there is that you're going to be tech-forward because to support somebody remotely who is not tech forward is challenging and to not have the stuff already in place before you hire somebody remotely, try to figure that out why you're hiring them. is probably a, it's difficult. It's going to be a challenge for sure. There's a lot of, there's a lot of outsourced it companies that handle the technology piece of remote employees. And those folks are booming right now. I can only imagine, yeah. Because everybody's kind I mean, of gone that way. Hosting and the web and depending on what systems and software and apps you need will all depict that. We are a very software and app driven business in our world, which means our tech has to be on the, on the higher end. And we have a ton of technology that we, we use to do our work. So if you're not that person or you do not have that type of business, having remote employees can be a challenge depending on the role they're trying to fill. Yeah. And the obvious one that everybody understands is 
what you actually physically require that person to be doing and where they Correct. expect to be doing it. If I'm, you know, McDonald's is not going to hire me most likely as a remote drive-through well, undertaker. I have been to a couple. Have you ever been to one? I have not. Yeah. This is a real thing? Yeah, it is. Um, fast food restaurants. They're outsourcing I, their order taking? They do. It's all done as a computer, right? You're taking your order and the order shows up in the store. They have a lady still person yeah. handling your money. But the person who's taking your order is not in the store. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that was yeah. happening. That makes sense that it was happening. Why do you have to be? Yeah. My point being, <laughs> it's not maybe normal. It's not the right. If I'm a server at a restaurant, <laughs> right, yeah. I can't do that from my house, right? It's harder. It's harder <laughs> to serve from not the restaurant. So, like, ob- those are the obvious Max, ones. Max Headroom kind of thing. If you remember, Back to the Future has Max Headroom who took orders. I'm not that old, man. Back to the Future too. Come on, guys. I'm not that old. Shut up, Mike. Um, the physical, like those physical things, are pretty obvious and pretty clear. So we're not going to get into that, but. There, there's a, there's a little bit of a gray area and gray kind of in between where, like I guess the fast food work is a great, great example of that. It's not traditionally being done, and that doesn't mean that it can't be done. But you better have your systems in place to do it right away. So if you're, if you're in that in between spot, you really have the opportunity to think about what that may look like from a business model standpoint, and you can start to run some numbers and do some math and put together plans around what that could possibly do for your ability to scale. Because what we're seeing, one of the things that we're seeing anyway, is our ability to scale because of our labor is increased simply oh, yeah. because we have a bigger... couple things there. I mean, we were already remote with employees, so we knew that it worked. We also had a remote office, our office in Little Rock, through our merger with a firm there. So we, have, we were operating on people in multiple locations. Our systems were designed to be anywhere in the world you wanted to be. So that part wasn't a challenge. The hiring, the interviewing, the onboarding, the training, those things were something we had never really done before because those were people that moved from our environment who had already been trained and developed here and then left. They just took their equipment and went to another place. That was a lot different for us. Um, Identifying roles. We've done um, inside sales roles before uh, remotely. That didn't work real well. We now have a remote salesperson. That's something we're learning how to train and develop him and, and monitor him and make sure that he's on track and has the tools he needs to, you know, he's also creating a new market or even a new, um, an area of, you know, we're going after um, partners there in that world, trying to find CPA partners that we can partner with. And so that's a different environment for us. We're learning a new system and a new service even and trying to do it remotely. It's, it's been a challenge. Um, for our people that are in our accounting function, though, who we already kind of had that role remotely anyway, once we got them on board, they can do the work. We know that system's already set up. We have to get them on board. Now, luckily, they all use the systems that we already did. Yeah. But that's what made the nice thing about the pool. But it does allow us to scale. You know, we've, we've used an outsourced firm before, so we know how to get it worked into the hands of people. Um, and so we, and also, I think you don't have to remember, it doesn't have to be in the U.S., so the reality is with internet, you can have people anywhere. So there's a lot of people, you know, outsourcing work to Philippines or India or Russia. I mean, we, we have a number of clients that are in the creative space. And a lot of them um, have creative folks that they use all over the world. This is, you can do that now. Yeah. It allows you to do it easily. And this, and this isn't going to decrease. This no. is kind of where things seem to be heading. It's called the World Wide Web. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, um, I don't, we have clients that are, doing outsource sales that are hiring people all over the country because most of what they're doing is getting on a Zoom or some type of you mm-hmm. know, screen share type meeting, uh, video conference with their clients wherever they are. And yep. so 
they don't have to fly out and sit in that location. I have a, you know, we have a client that is a, uh, an investment firm that is hiring people all over the country. We have people that are doing residential property real estate that are hiring people all over the country simply because of the, they don't, the people that they're hiring, they don't have to be physically present here in their home. They're doing real estate sales? They're doing not real estate sales. It's a, um, property, it's a real, yeah, property management oh, investment yeah. type company. And uh, they do a lot of flipping type stuff. Yeah, that's and great. So, and so they're finding properties. They're, and then, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and their, their kind of corporate team is spread out all over. And, yeah. and they're finding ways in which to make it work. And you do. Your, your talent base is, is a lot different than, yep. than where you're sitting. The here. challenge, I think, that we, we still need, we can still do better. And we've made a really strong emphasis on this is, is culture, is making sure your culture permeates the remote team just as much as it does yeah. your in-house team and make sure that they feel connected and they're communicating um, and they get to know the people as people around them that they're working with every day. And I think we've done a really good job with that. It's still something we, we have to be really intentional about, it, though. You can't yeah. just let it happen. It has to be a part of your DNA. Our, um, one of the things that we hold to is anytime we hire a remote worker, they're held to the same expectations of our internal team. We don't have, all right, so our internal, our local team, um, our local team has to do X amount of production, but our remote people have Y amount. We don't do that. We don't say that our remote hours are X and our, you know, here local Memphis hours are Y. We have the same expectations. We have the same policies. We have the same everything. They're, they are a part of our team, regardless if they're sitting in an office downstairs or they're sitting in an office 500 miles from here. Yeah, I mean, our person out west in Vegas, she works Pacific time hours versus central time hours, but her huddle is still our huddle time. Yeah. She huddles with us every day, and she just gets in late and leaves late. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> in our world, Yeah, that's not a big deal. And one of the advantages of that is it, it could, in our case it does. We could be open 24 hours a day. But it could extend our hours to where, now, instead of nine to five, we're going to be seven to seven or yep. because there is somebody available. And like, I think I mean, our East Coast folks probably get here early and leave a little early. And I'm okay with that, too. I, we ask for a professional 40 hours yeah. a week. I don't care they get there. Yeah. And so. But for our, our, anybody who's in a customer service type role that's responsible for dealing with our clients. They have to be here. The they're going to be here the during the majority hours. of the day, which is not a problem. And they're all available to email. And they're really, yeah. all of them overly communicate well, which is why we hired them. They've done a great job of educating, keep everybody up to date. They've done a great job plugging it in. Just makes takes, you know, got to figure it out. One of the things that, um, that you have to really think about when you're hiring remote employees is the get-togethers that you have, phys- physical get-togethers, maybe outside of COVID season. Uh-huh. But um, if, you, if you do have company events where everybody's coming together, think about the logistics of, all right, I got a bunch of team people that are going to be coming and flying across the country to uh-huh. get to here. And what does it look like to, you know, put them up in a hotel or, or the flights or whatever? I would encourage you to the best of your ability, according to your budgets, to pay for all of that, to, to bring them in, to get them face-to-face with as many people as you can once or twice a year. Yeah, my goal would be at least twice a year. I also would like them to bring their spouse if they can. I want them, their spouse and their, or their significant other, I want them to feel connected to the firm. Yeah. I want them to feel a connected part of the organization. So we, we had an event at Christmas. Everybody came in. We invite everybody in. Not everybody can make it. We're going to do an event again um, for St. Patrick's Day. We'll invite everybody back in. We'll do an event this summer. Um, and so we'll try to get them in here at least three times this year. It's a little hard this year. COVID's still going on all over yeah. the country. 
So we, we, we did as, as best we could. Um, some areas were better than others. Some people didn't feel comfortable flying. All that was perfectly fine. Yeah. We also do virtual happy hours. And we do, uh, you know, when we do, we did game night. We can do online game night. And so we can do all that stuff remotely now. And we get on the internet and we play together. Uh, Jackbox, if you ever looked at Jackbox, it's pretty fun. Try to see your team as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, get them on. Yeah, camera. you want to get them plugged into your culture because ultimately, I want you to feel like you're part of the team. Yeah, and then it's not the just culture a job. that we have created is going to permeate to wherever you're sitting, regardless if it's here in Memphis or all the way across the world. Yeah, because now you're you're part. For in our instance, you're you are now part of Works. You are yep. part of Patrick Accounting. Yep, you're part of our team, and yep. that's been helpful. Um, you did mention onboarding and, and what that looks like, and there are some unique challenges whenever you're bringing people on. That really? aren't here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to think about your your training plan, yep. and if your training plan is typically simply sit next to desk next to me, come sit down, <laughs> and we're going to figure it out together. Um, you're going to struggle with successful onboarding of your remote people because um, as much as they as you are trying to include them and you're trying to get them to be part of the team and you're you you are including them in everything that you're doing, it is still different. Yep, they are not physically present in your location. And so the things that you don't really think about how the physical presence really uh, affects things are going to rear its head. For example, I don't, you know, I don't have to uh, um, go check in with Osher, whose desk is probably closest to where my office is, um, about what's going on because I can hear every conversation that he has and I'm not on a Zoom with him to do that. And he doesn't really know that I'm, you know, listening in. And I don't mean like that from an eavesdrop standpoint, but simply... I can hear everything that's going on in his world. He can hear most of the things that are going on in my office. And so there's just some of those things that are going to be caught, not intentionally, um, but just by accident. You lose out on some of that stuff whenever your people are remote. Yeah, I think you have to structure a little bit better there. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, our recommendation would be, you know, particularly maybe the first 90 days is you have a, either a weekly one-on-one or an, uh, a biweekly one-on-one with those new employees, 15 minutes, just checking in. It's a, it's a, it's a routine, structured check-in yeah. call. Um, training wise, we used a lot of Zoom. I mean, they were on Zoom all day. A lot. We also have, luckily, we've got in our um, our learn tool, which is the same tool we sell. It works, um, but it's the LMS that we have, and we were able to implement that um, for a lot of our general trainings that are set up now at this point. We have a couple roles. We were lucky enough, David, when David was hired, he was local, but he still was able to go through that process. So now we're testing it. Um, our remote people have used a lot, a lot of our training online already. Um, but we had a decent structure around it. And, and also the person who was training those people is also remote. Yeah. So it was remote to remote. So it was a little bit unique for us in that, you know, Kim was doing a lot of the heavy, heavy lifting on training. We also had everybody else do training too, but Kim was on that. We had a pretty good structure and we had three people start the same day, which means we could do a lot of the same trainings repetitive. We didn't have to do them three different times. But we've recorded all that now and it's all part of our system. So now we can have them just watch videos. Yeah. Another thing to think about is, you know, we had a lot, or at least I know I did, I had a lot of head trash I had to get through with the idea of bringing a remote person in. And one of the things that really helped me with that is the people, a few of the people that we brought in already had experience being a remote employee. Yep. And so we weren't recreating the wheel from the standpoint of, all right, this is what it means to be remote. They already had some habits that were built. Their, um, their, their workspace in their house was already kind of designated as this is my office, this is my workspace. Yep, they go to work. They yeah. go to work every day. Yeah. yeah. And so we didn't have to break through those things as much, which honestly helped me kind of get a little more comfortable with the idea of right now we got people on our team that aren't sitting in our office and they are, you know, still just as productive or 
you know, still putting in all of the hours that we would expect them to put into. What was some of your head trash? Um, I thought, man, you know what? There's no way that all of the informal training and informal conversations that happen, I didn't feel like we would be able to replicate that with our remote people. The things like, hey, you know what, um, Becky, I heard you on that call and you said X, Y, Z, and that should have been LML, you know, whatever. Um, that wasn't really part of our sit down, we're going to do our training, but I, I just happened to hear it that we would lose some of that. And we do a, a little bit, but it's not nearly as big of a deal as what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's, it's be I, luckily, I think, is because we hired really quality people. Yeah. Not that we wouldn't have tried to hire quality people, no matter where they are, but we got, we got really great people as part of this hiring process. Um, you know, some of my challenges over the years have been tied to, all right, how can we support them technology-wise if they need that help? How does that work remotely? Um, how do you make them feel like part of the team? Like, how do you – because I and the people when we interview people, part of the challenge they had was I'm working remotely and I don't feel like I'm part of the team. Yeah, yeah. We never hear from my boss. I never talk to them all. Our structure is different. You get to prove that to them. But we already had a lot of those cadences in place for communications because we were already working remotely. We knew that it was a challenge even for people that left here and worked to work somewhere else. Yeah. And we learned, we've learned over time how to do that better. Another thing that always kind of creeps into my head, and I don't even like to admit it, but the reality is with remote people, some of my preconceived notions are, hey, if I don't hear back from you within an hour or two, or I don't see working. that response, my immediate thought is, they're twirling their man, they're like at the grocery store right now. You know, they're yeah. not even actually working. And that's not fair. And honestly, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where, like, that's where my brain can immediately go with our remote team. Well, I mean, as long as we are rewarding with compensation based on work performed, yeah, then it's not a big that's, deal. So that's one of the things that Greg and I talked about in an earlier podcast is the idea that your, your performance-based metrics are consistent regardless if you're in person or remote. And yeah, that's, helped, takes, that's helped if, me. If it takes you 10 hours to do eight other hour, eight, what everybody else does in eight hours because you are going to the grocery store in the middle of the day, then so be it. Yeah. If you got it done in four hours and it's all done and you're producing more than anybody else, I also don't care. Yeah. I just want the work done. Yeah. I mean, it sounds that's what I want. I just want the work done. I want it done right and on time. And I want us to communicate exceptionally. Let's yeah. do those things every time. Yeah. But it, it, it is a challenge. Um, another thing that a lot of people don't think about when they're hiring remote people, this is what I, I wrote down and, and Matt was alluding yeah. to earlier. Payroll benefits issues. A um, couple of things to think about. As soon as you bring on a remote employee that's working in a different state, you're establishing a tax jurisdiction in that place that you have to account for payroll purposes. And income taxes. Yeah, so payroll taxes <laughs> as a whole. So if I am uh, here in Memphis and I hire somebody that's going to be working remotely in Kentucky, that's my first person that I've ever hired in Kentucky, I'm now liable to, for withholding their state withholding tax. I have to report state unemployment tax into Kentucky. And Kentucky and is a wonderful Kentucky state. And Kentucky also has some local taxes that I may not even be aware of. Correct. But because I am hiring that person, it's something to consider. Now, ultimately, this isn't necessarily going to be a, a, a higher cost than you would have if that person was local from the actual true expense side of things. But the, um, the, the, the cumbersome nature of just having to deal with other tax agencies and that type of stuff is going to have an effect on you that you probably haven't considered. That's why outsourcing that stuff to somebody like Works, where we handle all of that for you, 
is critically important. On the income tax side, you've, you've um, triggered nexus. Nexus, so yeah. Nexus is anytime you have two factors, um, and, and sales is one of those factors, because you have now revenue being generated by an employee, in theory. You have people or you have um, property. People, though, almost always get you to nexus regardless of what they're doing. So that means you have an income tax filing requirement in those states. Yeah. Um, another thing to think about is your policies. So if I hire somebody that is working in Denver, as mm -hmm. an example, I now have to um, provide the, the mandatory local paid sick leave that is applicable in that particular city. And so even though 99 of my 100 employees are here sitting in Memphis, I have that one person. I now have to offer them all of the policies that are in place for that particular yep. location. And you know, we, in, on our HR side, we're talking about you have a handbook. You have certain requirements. Yep. Let's say if you hire somebody that's in California, oh, that's a whole different ball of wax. Overtime concerns. Overtime concerns based on yep. those are eight-hour days, right? I think there's the rules. Eight-hour. Eight they have a, a daily overtime, a weekly overtime, a seven-day, seven consecutive workday overtime, and, and, and your you normal FLSA. And you have hours. minimum wage requirements in those states. You have yep. all those different things. It's not just as simple as yep, you're hired. You you've just hired another, you've opened another office. You just the office is in somebody's house. Yeah, yeah. And so, so those are very big concerns to be thinking about. Yeah. It, it is. And especially if you're starting to pepper people all over the country, where next thing you know, I got 20 people working on my team and I'm in 15 different states. Uh, Why is my payroll so high? That's because well, you're in get, 15 different states. That starts to get <laughs> a little bit cumbersome. And it's definitely something that you really have to consider because it can get, uh, it can get out of hand pretty quick. Yeah, I can imagine so. Um, what? What do you think we do well when it comes to making sure people feel like they're part of the team? One of the, I mean, one of the things is just simply saying it, uh, repeating it. You're often. a part of the team. Hey, hey you're, you're a part of the team. You're yeah. a part of the team. It's to the point where it gets redundant. Is the point where they're starting to actually hear it. Um, if you say it once, it's an introduction. Um, if you say it over and over and over again, you're starting to communicate. And so, simply by saying, "Hey, you know what? I really, I'm, I'm really glad that you're part of our team." Um, those types of things, just to reinforce the idea, you are part of our team. Mm -hmm. um, so we and we do a, a decent job of making sure everybody knows that, and we say it over and over again. Um, but also, like the little things, like including them. If we're having a company outing um, for St. Patrick's Day, they're going to get an invitation to that, and they're going to get an invitation for them to come in and participate in that without being out of pocket for travel cost. Uh, because that's what we do They're when you're part, part of, of the our team. team. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the the daily check-in stuff that we do, the daily huddle where everybody's on Zoom and, and we're talking, is a good uh, thing that we do that really reinforces and, and establishes we're all a team and we're we have the same expectations. Everybody's going to be a part of that huddle. Um, and so it's just those little things. There's Except nothing... for Rick. Rick doesn't show up all the time. <laughs> Rick. Rick shows up. <laughs> Rick, Rick if you're phone, listening to the podcast, maybe on mute. <laughs> huddle starts at eleven thirty every day. <laughs> um, that's funny. Um, but, but I don't. By think the way, it's, is it eleven thirty right now? Okay, it's close. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's not any one big thing that is going to to get all your people together as part of the team. It's a whole bunch of little things. Yep. And so you have to be. It's like disciplining your kids. You got to be consistent. You got to be thorough. And uh, right to the point where you think that you are about to pull your head out, your hair out, you probably are doing a good job. My thing is just be intentional with it. I think you have to be intentional about making sure you are including them and that you have a plan for how you're going to train and onboard and hire and keep them attached and 
make sure you're developing the right way. They're just like another employee sitting at another desk. The desk just happens to be farther away, so it may take a little more work. Yeah. But it's well worth it. Our, we, we love our remote team. I love my remote, remote They're team. They're fantastic. They're great. And the opportunity that they've opened up is has been really uh We got some really, really good, good experts. Um, we got some really good people as part of this process, and I really appreciate the work they do. They've, they just jumped right in with both feet. Absolutely. And so we expect this conversation to continue. Um, you know, if, if you guys are out there and you have or thinking about having remote people or you do have remote people and you have some different challenges that we haven't brought up today, we would love to hear about it because we would expect those challenges are going to come up in our world at some point. We just haven't experienced it yet. So please reach out and let us know. Um, and so we're going to close on this. Last week, Shelby and I were in here. We were talking about having difficult conversations and we got a question in from one of our viewers. And the question is this, when you're terminating an employee, when should that person's last day be? Are you terminating them right then and immediately then? Or are you giving them some time or whatever? So here's my answer to that. And I'll let you chime in, Matt. Okay. Um, if you are terming somebody for like a really big reason, like they're Cause. stealing from you, Cause. they murdered somebody, or, you know, then you're, you're fired. We're going to walk you out. And I hope you have a great life. If it is, you know, they're coming to you and they're saying, hey, you know what? This isn't going to work out. I'm going to quit. Um, then... Quit and fire are way different, right? It is. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in that, in that particular circumstance, it may simply be, hey, I'm gonna, um, we're going to say that your last day is next Friday. But if you have some security issues, like internally here, a lot of times, if, if you come and you say that, hey, I'm, I'm going to quit or you know whatever, then because of the data type of stuff that we work with, we a lot of times will say, that's great. I'm going to pay you until that day, but you're not going to actually come in and work during that time frame. And there's, you know, you got to, you got to, there's some different rules around that. But ultimately, if you're firing for somebody for cause, then absolutely you're firing them and it's done today. If I'm, if I'm letting somebody go terminating, I'm letting them go today, no matter what, yeah. if I'm terminating them, um, I'm paying them through an appropriate time based yeah. on either their agreement with me on the front end, which was their severance agreements, or, um, you know, I'm paid into the pay period. I'm going to pay you, you know, something of, of something. If it's for cause, you're going to get a paycheck today. You're going to you're going to get paid through the day and the day only. Um, yeah. If that. <laughs> no, no, you'll get that one. But uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it, the reality is, is you know, if I'm letting somebody go, I I don't want them hanging around the office. You can separate their last day of being in the office and the day that they get paid through. If they quit, depending on the role they're in and the time of year, um, we today may be their last day. Yep. But I generally will pay to the end of the next pay period if they quit unless oh i'm sorry if they give me notice and they're like hey i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave here in two weeks they're gonna get paid those two weeks but if it is a they may not have to work it depending on what the situation is um one of the things i would recommend we have somebody leaving right now and we let we, he's going to continue to work with us a little bit afterwards on a part-time basis um that's okay um so he's not he's working through his last day here he can get paid through his last day. He's still, we have a relationship with him going forward. Um, but uh, if it's just like, hey, I need to let you go, that's a way different story. Today's your last day. We're going yeah. to be getting you out of the building as quickly as possible. Yeah, There's it, nothing that can happen. Nothing good can happen once you've One of fired. the things I do recommend <laughs> is if you have somebody that is putting in a two weeks notice, um, it's respectful to honor that two weeks. They did the not, right thing. Yeah, no. Don't penalize them by saying, all right, today's your last day. You're not getting paid past the day. Correct. Don't do that. Yeah, that's the wrong way to do it. Um, you want to pay them through the, through, the, through the notice. If they stop showing up, that's a different story. Yeah. And if they, um, uh, if they, what I'd say is 
quit on bad terms. So if they were supposed to give you 30 days notice and then give you seven days notice, then, then you're not paying them for the 30 days they were supposed to give you notice for, just the seven days. Yeah. Yeah, we've had so, that happen before too. Good question. Um, if, if you have some questions about that topic going forward or even what we talked about today with remote Ask employees. all the firing questions to Mike, as we talked about last <laughs> time, or y'all did. I'm the good cop and Mike's the bad cop. So. <laughs> Dang it, he listened to that episode. I did. Um, so, yeah, send your questions in. You can find us on social media, whether it's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. All the things. All of the things. Uh, send us an email. I believe our email address is one step better at patrickaccounting.com. Um, um, and so you can send us an email and we'll, we'll get it there. And you or may we'll get that email set up. You, yeah. you know what? Let's do this. I'm making an executive decision. If you send us a question and we answer your question on our podcast, we're going to send you a t-shirt. I like it. So, Let's do uh, it. so send in your questions and, and we're going to filter through them and, and get them, uh, get them going. It's a half so. shirt with no sleeves, but you'll love it. Woo! Have some kidding. fun. Just kidding. All right. Uh, thanks everybody uh, for listening. I really appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed yet, whether you listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever, Wherever you're finding us, please click on that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Give us a rating. Tell us how awesome we are. We love those kudos. And uh, we'll see you next week on another edition of the One Step Better podcast. Thanks.